everything all but settled at Levi Stadium. Welcome to a little post game, and Damon, it's great to have you here. 49ers without a Titanic massive inexplicable will all have to collectively stop watching football together, sort of collapse here. They've got nothing to do but sit on a football and kneel on it a few times, and they're going to beat the Seattle Seahawks this afternoon. Welcome. We do not have a final score. We do not have our final stats, but I'll tell you, it was a game that was defined by a lack of big plays for the 49ers surrounded by a whole bunch of big plays for the 49ers it was kind of feast or famine out there not a lot of in between not a lot of methodical drives out of the 49ers today at all and when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks You know, they get an awful lot of credit for the squabbles that they had in them today, a squabble that actually broke out into an on-field fight. We've had a couple of ejections. Diamador Lenore and DK Metcalf have both been run from this game just moments ago. You had a Fred Warner interception. He then flips it to Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw is running around there like with a chicken with his head cut off. Everyone's screaming at him to get down. He just goes down, and then the extracurriculars break out. And it really did look like Fred Warner might have gotten the first shove in on DK Metcalf, but Metcalf comes up, he grabs him in his face mask, scrum is happening in the field, and then all of a sudden you got Diamador Lenore coming in, dropping a two-piece, and I mean, they really weren't punches, but they were to the head, and they've both been ejected. I don't even know if it was that much of an ejectable, late enough in the game where I don't think anybody needed to get tossed, but the 49ers are going to go on to win a game this afternoon will before we even get to the final statistics I can tell you that this game was won on third down because the 49ers defense was able to get off the field more often than not on third down a two of 11 for the Seahawks today on third down and Drew Locke actually played a better game than I think a lot of people could have thought uh the question is really as we wrap up this game today is How many more yards can Brock Purdy tack on his career high? 519 total yards of offense for the 49ers so far. And again, this game isn't even officially in the books. When you go to the box score, you see that Brock Purdy is sitting at 368 yards, two touchdowns, the one interception. You know, I'm I'm not going to say it wasn't his fault. Because it was. It was. Now, whether Ayuk ran the wrong route or it went off his fingertips, you know, they they don't start crediting interceptions to the wide receivers. Not never. That one was on Brock Purdy more than it was on anybody else in a 49er uniform. But even a mistake is still debatable. How much of a mistake did he really make there? Was the wrong route run? Did he anticipate where, you know, was the throw wrong or was the target wrong? Either way, Seattle benefited from it. Um, Locke, uh, you know, again, pretty good game beyond the lollipop interception that he threw up. And, you know, he he outplayed, I think, any expectations you might have had. And in a weird way, might have presented more problems for the 49ers than Geno Smith might have based on what we've seen in the two looks at the Seattle Seahawks this year. I mean, we saw on Thanksgiving Seattle get absolutely Pounded by this team, and they were much more competitive today. Again, the game is still happening. The 49ers are out there still running plays, even though all that really needs to happen is for this clock to expire and run out. Uh, how Kyle chooses to end this half, 
Hopefully it'll be with less controversy than how he chose to end the first half. There's always something a little weird going on when 49ers and Seahawks play. And if we're being completely honest, I mean, I don't know what world of, you know, excuses and maybe real adjustments that he wanted to make or see or talk about before he kept on playing. Okay, we got Brock Purdy in victory formation right now, taking knees. He's got a career-high passing day, does Brock Purdy with 368 passing yards. But it was a really weird end of the first half, and what could have been you know, a one-possession game late in this game, it was weird to see Kyle Shanahan just throw away a possession at the end of the first half. He had the timeouts. He had a short field. It looked like points might have been available, but he didn't. I mean, it was like Kyle didn't even think about getting competitive at the end of that first half for whatever reason. And he'll spin a yarn of bullshit coming up here to explain it all away. I don't know what to, what or not to believe. I tell you, there were a few moments in this game that were just weird. It was a, it was a weird first half. It was a, a weird punt that I don't know if that was a call, if that was Wishnowski looking at a code red and just thinking the seas have opened up for me. I can run this fake punt for about 30 yards. Really might have been one of the greatest plays of his career as a punter, but it didn't happen because of the low block, uh, illegal block on Ronnie Bell, which looked like he totally slipped. I mean, you know, it's still a flag, I guess, but it didn't look like Ronnie Bell tried to do anything, you know, nefarious or underhanded there. He just slipped. Either way, it might have been a moment that was a huge momentum swing in this game. And in the context of the game actually playing out, it it did. It kept it, it would have been a moment that had the 49ers kept on the ball there, scored the ball there. Seattle would have been out of this game earlier than it was. But Give Seattle credit. You know, Seahawks kept battling. 49ers held the door open long enough to keep the game interesting, but they never really held the door open for the Seahawks long enough for this game to be something you were really worried about them losing. Uh, it happened so long ago, you hardly even remember it. Um, Christian McCaffrey almost housing it on the very first play of the game. And ironically, I think that that might have generated a little bit of the 49ers slow start with the, with the huge fast start. I'll explain in just a second. But welcome. It's good to have you here. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We are inside of Hanukkah already. And if that's the way you swing, baby, happy Hanukkah to you. Uh, we have hung a stocking by the, well, no chimney down here, but we've hung a stocking with care. And uh, we are really happy that you're here. Welcome to all the Plucers. It is good to see so many familiar faces. It is good to see so many new names inside the chat room. It is good to see already 200 people gathered here today. The channel's really done an awful lot to grow in the last week to 10 days. And I thank you also very much for being here. If you're new, click like, click subscribe, all of those things. And I officially welcome you to the Hughes Orthopedics post-game show. Dr. Hughes gave my knee some plate, platelet treatment instead of surgery. And I have the knees of, you know, what Kobe Bryant came back with from Germany. My knees went from 48 years old to 28 years old thanks to the cellular treatment that he gave. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com if you are interested in avoiding an orthopedic surgery and uh, all that invasive 
surgical nonsense because my man, Dr. Paul Hughes is on to things. His number is on the crawl below. I will leave it up for a little while. It's how you reach out and touch Dr. Paul Hughes and make sure that you are not being touched by any theater of operation. He can fix you with some cellular replacement treatment therapy. It's really something else. It's worked on me. I know it can work on you. The 49ers, again, got to work right away this afternoon with Christian McCaffrey on the very first play of the game going 72 yards. Basically, he cut back on the dance floor and everybody was doing a samba and he just merengued right nearly all the way to the goal line. It was a hell of a run for McCaffrey. Jordan Mason ends up punching it in. We haven't seen Jordan Mason play uh, an offensive snap in weeks. So Jordan Mason on the very second play of the game is laying in the end zone. Two plays, 75 yards. 49ers are literally putting points on the board faster than it took to sing the national anthem. Half the stadium still at a concession stand thinking about, do I want a beer or do, what, what do I want? Do I want a hot dog or a pretzel? I mean, boom. 49ers came out and scored right away, instantly. And I actually think that that took them out of the rhythm a little bit. Because the 49ers have used almost all season long this opening drive to establish offensive rhythm. Now it didn't happen in Philadelphia. But you saw this being a two-play score. And look, two plays, two-play touchdowns are better than three and outs. I don't think I have to explain that to anyone, right? A two-play touchdown is more preferable than a three and out. But if a three and out is bad for you because you get no rhythm because you aren't running enough plays to establish any rhythm, technically two plays would be even less rhythm establishing. And I think that that's why the 49ers, they come out, they score right away, and then they have a three and out, and then they have a drive where, yeah, they do pick up a first down, but they end up sputtering there. And it was just sort of, a, 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 they almost started too well. Is that is that like a thing? It doesn't sound like a thing, but it was almost a thing I thought today. The 49ers took themselves out of rhythm by having such a quick scoring explosion right at the beginning of the game. And then the other, to me, definitive, real big play of this game and it was a game for the 49ers that got full of just, it was, again, it was, it was it was a little bit of a feast or famine day. It was a play that went for a couple of yards or a play that was going between, I don't know, 12 and 40, 50 yards almost all afternoon long. Just chunk play after chunk play after big play after big play. But the Brock Purdy pass to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, it was a 45-yard gain on first down on a drive that began with 5.58 remaining in the third quarter, and that's the moment of the game where I really thought that the 49ers seized control of the game and found their offensive rhythm for the very first time because right after that long gainer, the 45-yarder to Ayuk, you had Christian McCaffrey getting this team into the, red, into the red zone around Trent Williams just two plays later. And then he throws, uh, Purdy throws a pass across his body, rolling to the right, throwing back to the left to the middle of the field, which Greg Olson even said, you're breaking one of the quarterbacking commandments. And he was, but he gets away with things. Brock Purdy's got some talent. He can get away with things. And um, you saw Debo run it in one play later. That made it 21-10 49ers. And there was really no looking back from that moment. There were a couple of peaks that let the Seahawks 
stay in this game. And then the Seahawks, again, had that hell of a play uh, where they had the double screens and touchdown Seattle to their tight end, their third string tight end, basically. Um, but I, I, I tell you, I thought Purdy getting this this offense going with a little rhythm to Ayuk. Obviously, Debo Samuel has played a really good stretch of football. He's got, what, five touchdowns over his last two games now. George Kittle made big plays when he needed to. Again, George Kittle's big touchdown came after the 49ers scored their second-half touchdown, and Kittle made it 28-16 to in two plays just into the fourth quarter. And then you'd have Seattle make its first mistake of the day, where Drew Locke threw up that lollipop to Jair Brown, who came up with one that was intended for DK Metcalf. Then, unfortunately, instead of really putting the game away, the 49ers get a big play again from Purdy to Ayuk, but Ayuk gets the ball slapped out of his hands from behind. It was a, a the second really big play by Julian Love in this game. Um, but there it was when it was all said and done. The 49ers get over by the Seahawks. Uh, and uh, if you had them at, uh, it was 28-16. Is that a cover for most people? I think it was 10, 10 and a half. That, that should be a cover for most of you. I know that the line did go up, so hopefully you got it early if you were wagering. But when it comes down to final stats of this game, again, a career-high day of passing yards, 368 passing yards, two touchdowns and interception. Brock Purdy got sacked three times, and it felt like Drew Locke spent most of this afternoon not getting sacked. But when it's all said and done, he got sacked a few times late, so he gets sacked four times, throws two interceptions as well. So Brock Purdy... Comes Comes out and plays a a very game, 19 to 27. Maybe not his most efficient game of the entire year, but good enough certainly to get the job done. Christian McCaffrey, 16 carries, 145 yards. Guy just keeps on falling forward all the time. Christian McCaffrey had one catch for eight yards. So he did most of his damage on the ground today. And McCaffrey again is just a little freight train. He really is. He, he, he's so talented. He's so good. He gets big. He gets small. He can run through the guards. He can run around the tackles. And today, again, with, with Ayuk making some big plays, with Debo making some big plays, with Purdy having a, a career day in terms of passing yards with Debo Samuel scoring a pair of touchdowns again, this really, I think when, when Diamador Lenore, he had a little bit of an interesting and scrappy day for sure. Uh, uh, there's a lot of hands on this win, the defensive line, Nick Bosa, who might've been used more creatively this afternoon than most afternoons we've seen Nick Bosa uh, used in a football game. Uh, he was lining up over center. He was playing stand-up nose tackle. He was kicked inside. He was outside. He and Chase Young came from the same side at a few times. Like it was, a, it was an interesting day along that defensive line. And late in the game, it bore some fruit. But they really had Drew Locke, you know, in a collapsing pocket. Javon Kinlaw had a good day. But to me, like if you're like, whose game was it today? How are you going to remember that one? It might have been the Mitch Wisnowski turned into a running back day, but it wasn't. Alas, the razzle-dazzle fake punt, whatever that was, did not stand. So technically, it did not happen. 
What did happen was Trent Williams just mollywhopping Seattle Seahawks all afternoon long. I don't know if Trent Williams has played a better game since he's put on a 49ers uniform. He was muy agresivo this afternoon. Trent Williams was fantastic all day today. And he just went out and he crushed people. Trent Williams was out there just sealing everything on his side of the field. Greg Olson's even laughing at it through the game. Uh, Trent Williams went out there and put on a clinic. An absolute clinic. And even when he got called for one penalty right after he's actually getting lauded with how great of a player he is, the old broadcaster jinx, that penalty might not even been like a legit penalty to throw on him. Um, that was There were two penalties on the same play. I think that was the Ronnie Bell play that brought back the Mitch Wisnowski razzle-dazzle. I don't know. But uh, look, it was, it, it was a hell of a day for Trent Williams. He was dominant this afternoon and might have, I I won't be surprised at all if when the pro football focus grades that no one can really explain when those puppies come on out, waiting to see Trent Williams' score today. He might've had the best score in this game. Although again, McCaffrey was wildly efficient. Debo, very good day. (laughs) There's a lot of guys who had really good days. I don't know if anybody played better than Trent Williams. Cheers and welcome. It is a 49er postgame show here. My name's Damon Bruce. After 18 years on the radio, we're over here on YouTube now where we're, I think, better and more dangerous than ever. The channel has grown greatly in just the last week or 10 days, and I thank you all so very much. Again, please click like, even if you don't like it. Just click like for me. And uh, if you do like it, then I'm going to ask you to go ahead and click subscribe as well. We've added 3,000 brand new subscribers in just the last week or so, like eight to 10 days. It's been going like gangbusters over here ever since the Eagles week. So with the 49ers, a lot of people worried, let down after Eagles week. I actually thought that they had the perfect opponent to avoid that. I really do. I I thought that the Seattle Seahawks served their purpose in the realm of keeping the 49ers focused because Seattle's always got a little something for I don't care. Like Seattle can be having a great year. The 49ers are having a down year and the 49ers are still a little pesky in these games more than they should and vice versa. And look, Seattle's not having a bad year. They're having a challenged year. And for the first time, I believe ever, they've now lost four in a row under Pete Carroll, which is going to be you know, a tough wad of gum for him to swallow for sure. But there was, there was enough rivalry. Again, the rivers run deep enough between these teams to where after the rousing big win over the Eagles, I just thought that Seattle was, was really perfectly placed on the schedule because it was going to keep the 49ers focused to where it needs to be. And when the 49ers focus on their own, problems in their own jobs. They're a really, really hard team to beat. They were focused today and they got it done. They got it done. They got it done with big plays all over the field. Um, If you're looking at any of the reflections behind me, sorry if that distracts you, but I got to keep an eye on things here if there's any late game breaking news. And again, we are waiting for a couple of injury updates before this one is all said and done. Mooney Ward left this game early, which makes it even a more impressive afternoon based on how the 49ers went about shutting down DK Metcalf for most of the day. Um, 
And Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw left this game with an injury, and we'll see how he does when it's all said and done. I think he even returned. I mean, that's the thing. Dre Greenlaw limping off the field doesn't mean he's ever going to be out of the game. It feels like that happens almost every other week. And then every other week, he's getting a personal foul for a hit on the sideline, but not this week. So, you know, good week for Dre Greenlaw. Uh, It was a Good week when it's all said and done for the San Francisco 49ers. When the season is over, I don't think this game is going to be remembered fondly or warmly or people are going to really go back to particular moment or two that really stood out beyond the uh, the Kittle touchdown, the Debo long haul touchdown that he had from, from Purdy. Um, it, was, uh, it was a day where they just kind of you know handled their business. And it was a handle-your-business type of afternoon for the 49ers. It really was. And they got it done in the Trent williams Mollywop game. The first play of the game from Christian McCaffrey, again, that was a big one. Big one, right off the rip. Right off the rip. He was fantastic. Uh, 49ers' first drive of the second half is where I thought, okay, so here's where they need to take over the game a little bit. Um, you had McCaffrey running around Trent, again, for a 23-yard gain. Just another chunk play out of McCaffrey. Then you had McCaffrey running right for a 7-yard gain, but that's holding, actually, on Trent Williams. That was the holding. It wasn't on the Mitch Wisnowski, but this is the same drive. Because this all basically goes to the Mitch Wisnowski razzle-dazzle run to daylight, and they end up replaying the punt, and it erased a 30-yard gain. And that was one of those moments where I thought, well, this is how this is how Seattle st- sticks around in a game like this. You know, because in order for Seattle to really win a game like this, I said over the week, DK Metcalf's going to have to turn into Randy Moss. He's going to have to have a three catch, you know, or three touchdown, six catch, 160 yard day like he did in Dallas just a week ago to really have the Seahawks in this game. And had he done that, the Seahawks might have won today. But he didn't. He had his early touchdown adjusted to a beautiful, I don't even know if it was a beautiful ball. It was a beautiful adjustment that he had. Ball was just dipped right over Ambry Thomas's shoulder there, and Metcalf turned around and caught it in his hip pocket, basically. Um, And after that, he didn't do very much. And he was not doing very much, not against Mooney Ward, who was out of this game, but Ambry Thomas, Diamador Lenore, did good jobs on a guy who is a massive shit disturber, like DK Metcalf has got squabble in him for sure. And if you put if you put DK Metcalf in a room of professional athletes, like everybody in the room's a professional athlete. Now you say, all right, guys, everybody take your shirts off. You would have been like, oh, there's only one real professional athlete in here. It's that guy. Like DK Metcalf is a freaking Adonis. He is a specimen among professional athletes. He is in the top one half of 1% of professional athlete body types. His body type doesn't even say, I'm a wide receiver. His body type just says, I'm a big bad motherfucker. Like that's what he is. Um, 49ers did a good job keeping him in check today. They really, truly did. I, I got to turn down the space heater just a little bit. It's a little hot in here. It's a little hot in here. Um, We are going to get into the chat. 
What's going on? We see a lot of people in that chat. It's good to see you. Uh, Fred Warner, you see that, Delbert? A little bit. Fred Warner shoving DK in the back at the end of that game. There were some squabbles at the end of that game. Multiple fines forthcoming. Metcalf had like three, three flags. Yeah, we're going to get fines. We're going to get fines, I think. You always get a fine. I, what, what, I just read an article like a year ago. The NFL collected after the fact like a million and a half dollar in fines. This year, it's already over like four or five million dollars. There's a lot of fines going out there. Shout out Javon Kinlaw, Nick J. Dude played well. He really did. Old Dirty Hungus has kind of got it right here, saying, you know, Drew Locke has a great arm talent, and he's an athlete too, but he has four, like Jimmy, oh no, throws in a game, and that's the difference between you stuck around as a starting quarterback or you fell into that backup role. Damon, adjust your focus. The bookcase is in focus, not you. I'm, I'm doing the show right now. We're just going to have to roll with it. I'm sorry. I can hear Let me give it a try. little bit better. See, now I look fuzzy on my end. I don't know. How about that? That's got to be good enough. That's got to be good enough. Either way, in focus, out of focus. Help me refocus this career on YouTube. Hit that like button, and you go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. And here's something that you don't see in an awful lot of 49er fan chats. This is from Absolute, what is that? Backhand, let's go Cowboys. It's officially go Cowboys time if you're a 49er fan. That feels weird, doesn't it? But that's where you are. It is go Cowboys time if you are a 49ers fan. And I'll tell you what, the Chicago Bears helped you out today as well. Bears beat the Detroit Lions. The path to a one seed opens up a little bit more, just a little bit more. If these Cowboys beat the Eagles tonight, very interesting Sunday night football game coming up. Rock is right. It was a strange game. Strange game. Debo is a monster out there. When Debo is playing at his very best, when Debo is out there and you feel him in a football game, that's, that's when the Niners are at their best. That's when they're a violent, physical football team. Again, normal, normally when you say violent and physical, you're talking about the defense, but that describes the 49ers offense when it's at its best. Today, Trent Williams was violent and physical. Jack. Jack says Purdy is legit. He had an awesome game. I mean, that's the thing. I don't even know if Purdy had an awesome game. He's just good. He's good. I, I, I mean, I don't think this was an awesome game for Brock Purdy. He just makes big, bold choices. He doesn't settle for anything underneath. Like the whole dink and dunk nonsense on him is nonsense. This guy is looking downfield to make plays. He's got fantastic eyes. He's always looking upfield. And he hit big touch passes today. Big touch passes. First super chat of the afternoon. Thanks so much to Gold Rush. Loving the live post game. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm loving doing it. I really am. I always felt I was at my best 
after a live sporting event. I love me some post-game and Damon. I'm thrilled that you like it too. Uh, Kevin Murray coming in here. Oh, Kevin Murray. Damon Bruce is the man. $10 going in the ganja jar from the man, Kevin Murray himself. Thank you very much, Kevin. So, very good day. Good day for the 49ers. Wait, I, I, I hear a door sliding next to me, which means Mrs. Pluse is coming in. You're going to wish everyone a happy holidays, honey? Happy holidays, everybody. Are you going to, are you just going to appear with your hand? You're going to lean yeah. in? I'm, I'm trying to get this done. That's fine. That's, 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 Hi. there you go. There's Mrs. Pluse. Um, she is upstairs making sure two kids stay quiet enough for me to host this show for you. So thank her very, very much. The complaint was it was focused on the background and not me. She's dialing up the camera right now. That's close. No, now I'm out of focus. I think that that's good. I think we're good. Thank you very much. Oh, no. Oh, am I getting sexier? Yeah, Thank you. Better. Thank you, honey. Okay. Thank you. Cheers to you. Go Niners! There you go. Congratulations. She's the big Niner fan in the family. Although I got to tell you, I'm wearing a great t-shirt today. This is from Jack's San Francisco. Uh, Jack'sSF.com. They're brick and mortars on Chestnut. This is the year that the Niners moved into the city. 1946, the year that they were founded. Vintage t-shirts like this are available at Jack'sSF.com. And you can get all your holiday shopping done right there. Use promo code DamonBruce10 for 10% off your Jack's order. But again, we are brought to you by Hughes Orthopedics here. A little post-game in Damon. I just want to slip it in since I noticed, hey, I'm wearing a t-shirt of Jack's. Um, my knee feels so much better after seeing Dr. Paul Hughes. Let me go ahead and put up the crawl again, because one of the things I want you to do in 2024, if you got joint pain, if you got shoulder pain, if you got bone on bone, if you got arthritis, you need to contact Dr. Paul Hughes with offices in San Mateo. And what he's going to do is talk to you about non-surgical options that can make you feel better pretty much for the rest of your life. So, you go ahead and you get in touch with Dr. Paul Hughes if you got some aches and pains. Smiley Dan running a safety meeting. Again, the Eagles might have Dom running safety. We have Smiley Dan running safety. A little oi, oi, oi. Thank you so very much. Oi, oi, oi. Right back at you, Smiley Dan. Um, we keep on looking at this uh, chat right here because it's moving, moving, moving. Have we got a 0-0 uh, zero, zero game still going on? What is going on? I need to look at some scores around the league here. Pardon me. This is just this is just my curiosity because I know that this Vikings Raiders game was scoreless late. Um and then I I come on at the 2 minute warning so I stop paying. The Vikings beat the Raiders 3 to nothing in Vegas. <laughs> That's not good. Raiders fans. Oh, it ain't easy being a Raider fan. Trent Williams is a Hall of Famer. Space Case Cards, you are right about that. He will go to the Hall of Fame. This is something that Larry Kruger and I were actually talking about this past weekend. How many, how many Hall of Famers are on this 49ers team right now? Like, careers ended today, they're Hall of Famers. I think Christian McCaffrey's a Hall of Famer. I think Trent Williams is a Hall of Famer. I think George Kittle's a Hall of Famer. Um, it's not if their careers ended today, but the track for Fred Warner and Bosa, both being Hall of Famers, I believe, is absolutely out there. 
And honestly, once Kyle Shanahan punches his ticket to the Hall of Fame with the Super Bowl, he'll be a Hall of Famer once he wins the Super Bowl. That's the kind of coach that he is. And that's the kind of coach that, again, you heard Greg Olson just admiring. And I tell you, we're going to have to talk about Greg Olson a little bit later because he really is, I think, one of the best broadcasters I've I've ever heard in my life. He's about as good a color commentator as you're going to find. But more on that a little bit later on. Let's get back into your chats and what's going on in this game. All of Purdy's long throws were absolute dimes from hand to banana. You were right. I mean, he he puts it on guys so accurately. This is something that you've heard. You this is something that you've honestly heard um from Steve Young. Forget about arm strength. Who throws a catchable ball? Brock Purdy throws an incredibly catchable ball. Charles says, I really enjoy your podcast, Damon. You're a breath of fresh air. Merry Christmas and go Niners. Thank you very much. Roy Boy is a new subscriber. You're the best. Oh, my God, the compliments are rolling in here from Dalton. I hope you're named specifically after Roadhouse's Dalton. Thank you very, very much. Um, But all of you, thank you very much. Thank you for hitting that like button, that subscribe button. Thanks for the super chats. Thanks for being a real supporter of what we've been doing over here. And again, it's independent media. And I think that matters more now than ever before. Um, Unfiltered, non-dripping with a team's or station's bullshit agenda is the content I think people want these days. And you can't get it anywhere that is a flagship of anyone. And I'm going to tell you right now, radio is dying and stations are dying. And who needs a station when you got a channel on YouTube? I mean, like the future is here. You can see it. I'm looking at it. You're looking at it right now. And I thank you very much. Hit that like button. Next week, Damon, is the trap game from Der Kaiser in Der Gilroy. Look, I, you know, I'll agree with you. It is the definition of a trap game. And the Arizona Cardinals always give the 49ers a problem. I don't care how bad they are or how good the Niners are. There's just, they're pain in the ass, division rivals. You know, it's, it's freaking, it's real. There's something about familiarity breeding contempt. Um, but I just think that the 49ers won't allow themselves to step into the trap game. I don't. I don't. I just think that they are focused. They are They're feeling it. They're feeling what they could be this year. And the prize that might be waiting for them is enough to keep them from stepping into a bad day of football against Arizona. Now, look, a bad day of football can can come out of anywhere. It can. I don't think it's going to be the 49ers against Arizona. Big Mac, 8675. If you folks aren't following Damon, part of that Plus Army, you're doing it wrong. Thank you again. The Army does gather Monday through Friday with a live show at 11 a.m. West Coast time. But I'll tell you, we're going to get going with a little 49er wake up Monday at 8.30. Now, normally we go at 8, but because Jillian's leaving for work, I got to drop off kids, but I'm going to come on back from dropping off the kids and Larry Kruger and I simulcasting on our channels. 49er wake up is going to be a monster tomorrow. So I hope you plan on being a part of that. Uh, It'll get going at 8.30 
in the morning. Um, I think that this is fair. Francisco says, not our best showing, but okay. Coming off a big emotional game. Like, I'll even agree with you there. It wasn't the best the 49ers have played all year, but it was the most amount of yards that Brock Purdy's thrown for all year. That was a very casual 145 over 16 carries for uh, for Christian McCaffrey. Another multiple touchdown day. Seven catches and 149 yards for Debo. Six catches, 126 yards for Brandon Ayuk. So a pair of guys each going over a buck 25 in receiving yards. And then you had Debo running it in on the ground too. He had uh, Debo Samuel one carry one yards, not bad, not bad, uh, and one touchdown. Did it right on that goal line carry. That was the worst slip ever, costing Mitch a great play. Yeah, the Ronnie Bell slip. That was tough. That was, that was tough. And you got to throw the flag there. It does, you know, whether the guy slipped or not, intended to do it or not, you can't measure intent. You can only measure the infraction if you're out there. Let's be honest. Here's something you don't get to say after an awful lot of football games. So let's say it when it actually happens. That was a well-officiated game. That was a well-officiated football game. Down the line, both teams... Neither team had an advantage. Neither team had a preferred way that they wanted to play through the interpretation of a rule book and got away more than the other team got away with. No, it didn't happen. That was a good, fairly officiated game. So don't get that to say very, don't, you don't get to say it often. So say it when you can. Mr. Irrelevant to MVP. Like that's going to be crazy. Jojo, Jojo, Jojo squared. You might be right. You serious? You might be right. Seriously. That's that's where this could go. Brock Purdy is putting up numbers. Brock Purdy is able to do things that the other quarterbacks that have done them have all gone on to win MVPs. I mean, there is precedent for the year that he is having being an MVP year in this league. Oh, good. I'm finally caught up with the spot in the chat where we've had the uh, the focus. That's great. Focus. You nailed it. Rick, you look good. Thank you very much. we got a lot of producers here in the house today. I do appreciate it. Again, appreciate you subscribing. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you hopefully popping back Monday morning, 8.30 for 49ers wake up and then hitting notify even. That way you don't miss a thing. That way you don't miss me uh, stepping outside of my kid's swim class to tell you that Shohei Otani is not going to be a San Francisco giant. Ugh. Look, the Niners needed this one today. Between what the Warriors just did going belly up in a one-point game, between the Dodgers getting Otani for 10 years, $700 million, this the, the 49ers couldn't let the Bay catch another fat L today, so they took care of business. 28-16 over the Seahawks. What's with this fancy font, True Blue Forever? So it's the holiday font available only around the holidays. I figured if I hung, I, I, if I hung the stocking, I should go with the holiday font. 
Is it distracting? I hope not. AJ Cruz saying, uh, Damon, I'm celebrating this win with a big bowl of Captain Crunch. Well, rest in peace to the top of your mouth, but enjoy. Absolutely enjoy. I started today. We picked up the uh, the Christmas tree down at the Guardsman Tree Lot, Fort Mason Festival Pavilion. Every tree sends the kids to camp. If you haven't got your Christmas tree, go get one from the Guardsman in San Francisco, Fort Mason Festival Pavilion. Um, started the day getting the uh, Christmas tree, house of bagels, baker's dozen, couple of schmears. I've eaten four bagels today. That's all I've eaten today, four bagels. My doctor said, make sure your carbo load right before Christmas gets here. That'd be a good idea, fat ass. I said, all right, I can do that. I can do that. What do we got here? We're going back to the chat line. VIP Patel says, you know, Purdy can see the field like no other. What a passer. I don't know if it's like no other, but he sees the field at an elite level. The way that he processes what he's got in front of him, uh, it's just strong. And his eyes are always downfield. Always downfield. Damon, this is the best two-minute warning show. Thank you, Jonathan. It's a, it's a post-game show that's so aggressive it doesn't even wait for the game to end. That's the way I look at it. Drew. Purdy, a more athletic Drew Brees. Not as much arm as Drew, but he's got enough. You know, I, I don't think that that's a misplaced comparison. And it's not just because of the relative size, but Drew Brees wasn't just like all arm strength. That guy had crazy touch. You want to talk about throwing a catchable football? Like Drew Brees did an awful lot of that. Hold on, I got to turn this on. NBC, get me to a little football night in America. America! For uh, for some 49ers, or excuse me, for uh, some, some Cowboys and Eagles coming up. And boy, the pressure on the Eagles to win in Dallas has gone up twofold. Because not only did the 49ers win today, but the Lions lose. The Lions lost to the Chicago Bears. And that is a team that, again... Had a soft schedule, looking for a one seed, and is now nine and four. Guess what the Niners are? They're 10 and three. If the Eagles go on to lose on Sunday night football, they, guess what? They'll be 10 and three. And woo! We got ourselves close to a football season. Now there's a few powder puffs. The Giants are still on the Eagles schedule twice. But all I'm going to tell you is that's a division opponent. And as bad as the freaking Giants are, you play a team two weeks in a row, who knows? Something funny could happen. It's a lot of funny things that could happen. This league is built on funny things happening. Nicotina joined us for our Friday show and we did a sports phone lives show. Every Friday, we're going to be taking video calls from now on during the 11 a.m. show on the Plus. Uh, oh, this is where Jillian came in. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Damon definitely punching out of his league. No doubt about that, Dale. No doubt. 
No doubt. Dale dropping another hubba hubba. Calm down, Dale. <laughs> Calm down. After some mental errors, the team pulled through, showed some maturity. That's from Carlos. I, you know, I don't even think I'm going to classify what I saw as mental errors. As I said earlier, I thought that scoring two plays into the game did as much to take the 49ers out of rhythm as the Seahawks did. But I'll say that Seahawks came out laying lumber. I mean, they were hitting hard, really hard. That's what happens when you got a division rival out there who's getting desperate. You start hitting hard. And, uh, I mean, Kittle got smacked up pretty big early on this game. And I know this is tough. Steve, going through the same emotions that a lot of Niner fans are going through. I hate having to root for Dallas. But it is what it is. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. You got to do it. You got to say that. Dipshill, is that the name? Dip, Dipish? Dipish. Depesh. Either way, great name. Gritty but smooth win. Okay. I don't know how you can get gritty and smooth, but if you were looking for the 49ers to win a little bit of a closer tug of war than a walkaway game, that's, that's what they did today, for sure. Michael Kennedy, straight up, man. Purdy's a winner. He is. Is this the Tim Donaghy crew? Tim Donaghy crew. I've never seen your name in here before. But that's a great handle. Thank you. Welcome. Please hit subscribe and like. Internet D. Bruce is a dangerous proposition. I like it. Thank you. So do I. So do I. Uh, $4.17 from the skills report. There you go. I love a random number. Uh, taco I'm eating is nasty. Here's some money. Go Niners. Get yourself a better brand of taco, dude. This is California. You got no right to a bad taco in the state of California. You get that right. You get that right. Vikings won three to nothing. Oh, we should we should seriously end this show and pick up the uh, JT the Brick Raider post game show live in progress. That's got to be a place for happy, well adjusted people this afternoon. Yeah, Jojo, wait, 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 wait. That's a, that's an actual final score. Yeah. Oh, and our boy, J.J. Raider. J.J. Raider. J.J. Ganja Jar, official sponsor of the Ganja Jar. Uh, all I can tell you is, J.J. Raider, I'm sorry, but this is the life you chose, and you have enough weed to get you through it. Even a Raider season. I know that for sure. Zamzu. Go Niners. Go Mexico. Well, thank you very, very much. International reach growing. Let me just tell you right now, there was no uh, there was no ability for any radio signal that I was on before to reach Mexico. God, the last radio station that I was on didn't do a very good job reaching freaking Walnut Creek. So I'm really happy. 
that this, uh, what do you call it? The internet reaches everywhere on the fucking globe. Isn't that cool? Show gets to go global, baby. We're like Pitbull. We're Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Speaking of that, Leslie, Damon, you can never, ever be too sexy. Well, thank you. Why is everything cursive today? Because cursive is fancy for the holidays. Christmas time is here. Damon, A minus. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, A minus, B plus kind of afternoon, I think, for the 49ers. More than anything else. Wasn't an A plus day. It was a day where business was handled. And any day you do that in the NFL is a good day for doing business. East Bay Ricardo, you're a real one too, East Bay. Hope the family's doing well. Dale, let's talk about how smart Brock Purdy is. He knows how to take a sack. More credit to him. He knows when to just fall and take it and when not to. I'm telling you, you're right, Dale. You're right because... Purdy is as good with the plays he doesn't make as the plays he does make. He gets the ball out of harm's way more than he puts it in harm's way. You know, the, what's the, what is a real difference between Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo? I think we're starting to see it's a lot of difference. But among them, and one of them, is the oh-no ball that Jimmy would let go when Brock Purdy lets go of the oh-no ball. It's nine players deep into the sideline. He's throwing that to equipment managers. He's getting that ball out of harm's way, and when he takes a sack, he just bellies it and goes down, and there it is. You won that. You won the down. We didn't turn it over, so it wasn't a a costly loss for us. It's just yardage, but we're not giving up possession. Brock Purdy is good in the plays that he makes. He's just as good in the bad plays that he avoids, and that's why Kyle Shanahan's got a hard-on for him. As there are a lot of reasons why Kyle gets very excited about Brock Purdy. The plays he doesn't make, the mistakes that aren't measured against him, are just as important as the actual passing yards that you can measure for him. And today, Brock Purdy threw for a career-best 368 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. He threw, he took three sacks. Drew Locke took four when it was all said and done. Where'd those sacks get credited around here? We always like to count the sacks, don't we? Nick Bosa, he got a sack and a half today, half a sack for Javon Kinlaw following up his two-sack game. A sack for Randy Gregory, that one came in late. And Cleland Farrell with a sack this afternoon as well. And he even came up doing the Eric Armstead yummy, yummy in my tummy dance, which was a tribute to Eric Armstead, who was unavailable today. And I'll tell you, we saw about as creatively used Nick Bosa because of Eric Armstead's absence today. Very creatively used Nick Bosa. He was lined up over center. He was playing stand-up nose tackle. He was stunting and looping and playing next to Chase Young, and he was doing everything he could. That whole defensive line, again, Bonus sprinkles, extra sprinkles on the Sunday for Javon Kinlaw today, who played really well in the absence of Eric Armstead.
Dale, again, thank you so much for the super chat. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Again, we are what? Two days? Is this the second day of Hanukkah already? Third day? Happy Hanukkah. L'chaim. Uh, if that's the way your boat floats. Uh, Merry Christmas. It's coming around the corner. It was so nice to be surrounded by all the holiday cheer of the guardsman tree lot today. I was able to move trees around myself and pick them up and carry them up my front stairs because my knee doesn't hurt anymore because Dr. Paul Hughes done fixed my knee with cellular replacement therapy. I was a candidate for knee surgery. And he said, you don't need knee surgery. Knee surgery is invasive. It's expensive. It, there are treatments that are even better than knee surgery. And he gave me that treatment. And look at what I can do. Oh, we even, even, even the Dr. Paul Hughes crawl is in cursive. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com if you'd like to avoid orthopedic surgery. Orthopedicsurgeries.com to avoid orthopedic surgery. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Go get a consultation with Dr. Paul Hughes. Miguel, oh my goodness, I'm glad I just came and clicked back to the chatter. I would have missed this one. Uh, Miguel is saying, uh, D. Bruce, love you on YouTube, man. No holds barred. Thank you so much, Miguel. Cheers to you. Really appreciate it. It is fun playing without a rule book over here. It absolutely is. Then you get your half-drunk friends getting real generous. Kevin, again, second super chat of the show. He's going up to 49.99. Just for the 49ers, I'm guessing. There it is. 49ers, Javon Kinlaw. 49.99. Keep up the great work. Thank you very, very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate all of you being in here. If you appreciate me being here with you, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be here with you on Christmas I'm going to be here with you on New Year's because we don't stop if the 49ers are playing. That's how it works. And I appreciate you being part of this crazy, goofy, weird island of misfit toys that we have put together. Uh, the Daily Plucers, as they call themselves, are a hell of a bunch. It's one of the coolest chat rooms that I think you're going to find anywhere on the Internet. Uh, people really enjoying each other's company, not just trying to troll each other and provoke each other. At least that's what we're, we're going for. And I don't police it very much. It's sort of policed itself. It's like the NHL. I let players police themselves. I let our chat room police itself. Basically, they don't take the bait of trolls. They're good people. They know sports. They're not overreactionary. And they also know how to have a good time. Throw back a couple of shots in the middle of an afternoon when right to do so. And there are plenty of opportunities that are right to do so. It's the beauty of living in California. 